Oh, I'm bitching. Oh, I'm bitching. It's the rumor in the green room. Is it better? I think so. How's my hat? I've literally never worn this before. How about, cool. How about Tommy Tuberville f***ing yellowing corn futures and, and soybean futures and all that shit? I thought I was the only one. one. I don't even... Who is that? He's the governor of Alabama. What do you mean yoloing? <laughs> What's going on? You don't even know. I don't even want you ever look at the slides? No. What is this? John Hi. at Red Hole 12? Yep, that's me. Um, is that anybody else? Can we're I about to start recording no? No. John, I mean, my podcast. I'm wearing, I'm literally wearing a hat with that a flap rim. <clears throat> Michael, because I can't go full bald on the show. I don't have a hat and I can't be bald on the show. Oh, I like this. I'm wearing a hat with a flap rim. I don't care who has, I just, um, I'll show you. Because I don't have it. I'll take a picture. Bye. We don't take life too seriously around here. Hot. I know all about it. <laughs> Yo, what do you guys got for me? We don't know. Oh my god. Got it. All you got for me is light beer. Yeah, Dan Nathan's bringing some fucking hooch over. We got we gotta get glasses with ice in We there. have bush. Glass with bush. ice. It's it's two fifty-eight. Put my mic on. Yo, what's going on with your wine futures? When can I buy a case? Dude, so we got some news. We got some news. The the vineyard was in Russia. No, here's what happened. <laughs> we were gonna take we were gonna take 50 cases of the futures and turn them into NFTs. NFTs yeah, yeah. And then my attorneys strongly advised against that. Why? Because it could be deemed as a security. Dude, it's not it's, a security, it's, it's booze laws, not security laws. Mm. So um, you can't just be trading, slinging fucking cases all over the internet because uh, laws and shit. Um, but they they figured out a way to do it legally, but I'm still walking a fine line. So I wasn't it wasn't worth it for me to fight that fight if I had to fight it. And certain things have come to light. New where, shit, new shit, new shit. Where it is worth it for me to fight that fight if I ever have to. So fuck it, let's go. So we're doing Ooh, NFTs on yeah. Okay. The NFT represents an allocation, so it's almost like a key to enter a room. To I love then the buy way you it. say allocation amazing well if you're a member of a wine club like let's say you like you're a member of screaming eagle you get allocation of one case per year per vintage but then you have to buy it so right the yeah, allocation buying. is not the buy the buy is the buy the allocation is the right to buy that's right mm. yeah so, so okay so the nft can represent the right to buy it really brings out the blue in your eyes i think so too right you said you oh, did anybody see Stephen A. yelling with Russo about who, about Stephen A. said Steph Curry's one of the best ten best players of all time, and Russo went nuts. Why? How is he not better than Russell? He's yeah. better than Russell. Yeah, he fucking went he nuts. Is. It was amazing. How stupid is that conversation? No, it was so much fun. I know, no, but just generally comparing Steph Curry to somebody that played six yeah, years it makes ago. No sense. What is the fucking purpose it's just, of that? It's just because it's it's content. Um, so we're, okay, so here, what's the plan? So we're just gonna shoot. We're gonna do this. Going, and, and we're going, just, we're going right into your charts. Oh, wait, and you got charts? We don't have to talk about charts. I don't know. Oh no, we are fundamentals. People actually think. Does John, about does John have uh, your stuff? Every, all of you have my stuff. Okay. So we're gonna um, go right into JC charts. And Batnick wants to talk about how stocks are bottom. Stock, how stocks bottom? I think you're gonna disagree with his. Po he wrote a post about this is what bottoms look like. Yeah, yeah. You have a blog. He has a blog. What's what's EW thirty three? Actually, don't 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 don't. Let's save it for the show. Yeah. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. What is EW thirty three? That's the most gangster shit, kid. <laughs> JC, I'll go in order on the charts, but if you want to jump around, just hit me with the slide number. You're wearing a flat bill. I can't and go bald. Do flat bill. I don't. And I'm not. 
and I'm not. That's what's funny. About I like that hat. Show. Thank you. That's OG. It Did is, you get right? yourself puts naked T-shirt? What? <laughs> what T-shirt? Did they already take all the T-shirts? There's got... naked puts. Cell puts naked, and Fibonacci is my homeboy. That's amazing for you, just for you. All right, all right, Michael. By the way, I'm supposed to tell you this because I always forget. So we have a client who says you guys need to make T-shirts, and I'm like, great. What kind of T-shirts should we make? And he made a list, and one of them was Batnick's a hater. <laughs> So I, so hold on, it gets better. So I forward the email to my team, like not even thinking, obviously they're not going to make a t-shirt that says Vatnik's a hater. Did they? They made a t-shirt that says Vatnik. They didn't make the t-shirt, but they did a design. Oh, send me one. Can I have one of those? Hold on. on May I I please? I'm sorry. I got to, wait. That's perfect. Now I have your slides. Isn't that funny? So good. And so, I, yo, Giancarlo, did you you made the design for Batnick's a hater, right? I'm here with Batnick. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like? Can you text it to me? Send it to. It was inspiration from uh, somebody that came up with. Remember, they came up. They sent us a whole list of bumpers. Yeah, I was just telling him. I was just telling that's him. So, that's so good. <laughs> a bunch of hilarious ideas. Uh, so then we turn that into real art. Can you send it to me? Because I was just telling him. I always forget when I see him. Yeah. All right, peace. What is it? What is it? What does it look? Is it a picture of him? I don't remember. I, I remember my bald head. I don't I know. have to have this. So especially if there's a picture of him. So like, I don't know what he did. I don't. I forget. It was a long time. It was a while ago. Because I think you and I were like arguing about something. So the email came shortly thereafter from like a client or a reader. Bro, I don't know. You try to time weight the volatility of Bitcoin. Oh, uh, so time dilation. Time weight time the volatility. Dilation. Well, what were you doing? Well, well, we were adjusting for time. Yeah, adjusting for time. As Obvi- you should. Obviously. Uh, hello. Well, it trades almost six times as much. So obviously, you're going to have more volatility. How many hours are commodities markets? It still makes before? no sense. Depends on the commodities. So those are more volatile. Like sugar then. opens at three and shit like that, you know? Right. So in some ways, those could that would make commodities more volatile. More volatile than... If they're only open for a few hours a day and they're as volatile as they are, then you would have to go the other way with that. Um, yeah, commodity- that, that's what a lot of people say. Well, actually- commodities are not trend. Trending- there he is. Oh, look at this. Oh, there oh nice is. of you to join step us. Step in, step oh. in. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hey, how are you? And he's handsome. Look at, look, at this, look at this handsome man. What's up, dude? How are you guys? I haven't seen you since I was here last time. What's happening? Dude, come on, man. How you doing, buddy? Bring it in. Bring it in, big fella. Oh. All warmed up, though. God, look at Peloton. Right, so last time you, you made us drink were you ever shit good at this? from... Uh, no. Shit, what is this that? This is a rosé tequila. It's delicious. <gasps> rosé tequila? Yes, and it's... it's Real man drink rosé. You guys will love it. Without even JC tasting it, I need to pay for the bottle. Master Psalm. All right. Guy named Richard Betts. It's amazing. All right, so what do we need? Cups with ice? Yeah. Give me a straw, please, Duncan. A straw. <laughs> we don't need a straw. Oh, we need we need like we need cups with ice. I do kind of want to see uh, Michael in a flat bill drinking tequila with a straw. Yeah. Oh, Zoom new fifty two week lows. It's amazing. Oh my looks good. god. <laughs> now, now buy it now. Oh, you know what I said on TV today, and I and I actually I think I'm gonna follow through with this. Thank you, sir. If SoFi gets under ten, I think that's it. You buy the snot out of it. Ooh, it's not too. It's enough. It's enough. Already. I first bought it at seventeen dollars, and I, I never it down owned a couple times. I never owned it, but I'm going to tell you something. I listened to the conference call, uh, Noto. Yep. They are. <laughs> the they agency? are. Yeah. No, he didn't listen. They are underplaying. They are underplaying the meaning of having their own bank charter. Yeah. But starting in May, 
they're no longer like sourcing loans. They're making loans. Yeah. Which I think they'll make double the amount of money on because it's their own capital. Right. We, we actually had a little debate on Fast Money the other night because, you know, when you think about the incumbents and all the costs associated with like writing a fucking loan, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just all the infrastructure, all the other stuff. You need a lot of marble. Yeah, a lot but of these lobbies. guys, if they're be able, like neobanks are really interesting to me because you get rid of all those legacy costs that it used to take those, do those things. And if no one's really serious about it, I know there's a handful of them, but I, I would put my money on him. I am putting my money on him. It sounds like you want to put yeah. your money on him. Oh, no, no, no. no. no, no. Yeah. I actually think some big dumb incumbent's going to buy them. He's going to be the heir apparent. That's my point. It, listen to me. It's t closed 1074. They had a great quarter. It's down 7% today for no reason. They added a record number of members in the fourth quarter, they added 520,000 yeah. members. And as stupid as the stadium thing looked, I actually am starting to think, like, that's better marketing Dude, than almost anything else they could I was done. at the NFC Championship, okay, when the Rams at home beat the Niners. It was crazy. I mean, I'm just saying from a marketing standpoint, you think of that brand. It went, it went international. They said they had five primetime NFL games yeah. played in that stadium, I think not counting the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's sick. So, so Robin and, and SoFi are the same size. Robin is ten billion. SoFi is nine. Yeah. So the average account size at Robinhood, I think we did this four, last time. Four, four K. Yeah, so, something like that. And and there's no really way to make money off them other than selling their order flow. That's it. So so right? SoFi has eighty five different ways to make money. They're selling credit cards, debit cards. They're doing student loan refinancings. They're doing mortgages. They're doing traditional banking. They're going to do yield products. They're doing fucking crypto, stock trading, like. They once they have the member, yeah. there's no limit of of fun and games they can put in front of that member, and I feel like their customer acquisition strategy makes more sense than any other publicly traded brokerage. True that. Hey, by the way, yeah, you know, Josh got a couple shout outs. I, I gave you, I, a, heard about this. I gave you a birthday shout out you. on Fast Money the other day. Guy Happy birthday! Too. Did I hit you? But did I hit you or no? Uh, like directly? I might have texted you. Did him. but I heard I I wasn't watching the show because it was my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> still other things. John, but I heard I heard you guys were uh, very nice. Did you go to Polo? Right? Uh, next week. I was there last night. What's Polo? Is that like nobody knows she never, that? What is that? Polo she never bars. emailed me back. Do I have to No, you're all that? set. Okay. Final I don't know what time, though. Uh, I'll find out. All right. I'll find out for you. You're the man. Well. What do you, what do you get there? Uh, I get to the, the start out with a Reuben. They have this delicious tuna Start tartar. with the Reuben. Time yeah, out. You oh. chop it up. You hack it up. Time you out. We can't up. even f around with this stuff. You have a hard stop at 4.30? Yeah, yeah, I just have All to right. go over there. Uh, we I like starting with the sandwich. That's the Peter Luger's move. Actually, we're starting with Sandy's tonight. What do we start with that? Uh, what do we start with tonight? Oh, let's save that Hold for on. the show. Wait for me I mean, to go over there because okay. I want to get a few pictures. Oh, Nicole. You are the best. Look at this. We're celebrating 100,000. Is that yep. what this is? Thank you, All Nicole. Right. Yep. Okay. Go wow. ahead. You can open it and then just pull it out. The good stuff. Just the Vogue Click It. The Click It. Oh, right. shit. Oh, oh, no oh, way. Oh, Nicole. Yeah, pull that, yeah, pull that up. There it is. This is. Oh, nice. I mean. Wow. You see, what? she put the initials in the bricks. That's awesome. This is dope. It's kind of hip hop. This is, su this is super dope. Who did that? Nicole did that. You did that? Yeah. <gasps> you don't have a Nicole. This wow. Is, I, this this is what you're missing. JC, this shirt. That's, oh my God. This is, Come on. This is awesome. We can obviously never open this. All right, yo. Yeah, yo. Awesome. I've never seen the light of day for the record, Nathan, but it has existed you so for a much, while. Nicole. Josh. Let's uh let's move that so we can see yeah. the, see the bottle. That's it. That's yeah. excellent. That's awesome. <laughs> Nicole, you're the best. Uh, move Thanos back a little bit. 
All right, we got it. We got to get yeah. We got to get underway. Play my theme song. There you go. Here, Duncan, let me know where if you can see it. Zachus. What about the tequila? Wes Anderson. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. That's for Michael. Welcome to the Compound and Friends. All opinions expressed by me, Michael Batnick, and our castmates are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Ritholtz Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Listen, Duncan, here's the deal. Last week, I wrote a post, you have to have a plan. You have to. When I was buying stocks and just winging it, forget about it. Buying breakouts, selling the retest, no, nonsense. Here's the deal. You need to have a plan, and Composer is the new new sponsor. That's very exciting that we have uh, Composer on board. What do they do? Here's the deal. With Composer, you can easily build systematic trading strategies with their no code, meaning like an idiot like me can do it, their no code portfolio visualizer. So for example, they, you could take, they have, a, they have a strategy. It's called like a, a composer, a compose. I don't know what it's called, but here's a strategy. A composition, dum dum. Okay. Dum dum. I don't know. I just made it up. Here's the wrong. deal. Buy the dips NASDAQ. That's one of their templates. And you could customize it if you wanted to, to only buy the top 10 holdings if they were up over 30% last quarter and rebalance every two weeks. So that's the no-code aspect. Do this if yes. that, and yes. you can program that yes. in advance. You can drag and drop, and you could quickly backtest the strategies from their library. Again, no code. You know what I like about that also? You don't have to sit in front of your screen all day waiting for things to happen and then manually react. So I'm saying you need a plan. But you also need like the ability to let the plan function and not feel chained to your terminal. So if it's your, your if it's your strategy, my hypothesis is, I hope, you're more likely to let it run. It's your strategy. So go to composer.trade. It's completely free. But I have to let you know that investing in securities does involve risks, including the risk of loss. Composer Technologies, Inc. Tell, it's tell them SEC. Mike Batnick sent you. <laughs> it's, a, it's SEC registered. It's an SEC registered RIA. Go to composer.trade. I'm going to try it myself. Ladies and gentlemen, what, what episode are we? Episode 36. Celebrating. Celebrating 100,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Shout out to Nicole, Duncan, John, everybody who's worked on the show. We appreciate you. We love wow. you. You've done an outstanding job. Did you hear what I said? 100,000 subs. It's a big number. It's a big number. It's an excellent number. How many subs do you have on YouTube? We have like 2,000. I don't even want to hear from you. What about you? <laughs> You have a YouTube channel? No. What's YouTube? Okay, good. All the, all the kids, is that the, is that like TikTok, but like for adults? Come on. Listen, we have a big show. We have a big show today, and we can't dawdle because there's way too much to talk about. We have two fan favorites on the show today. Fan for the first time. Yeah. Have you guys ever done a podcast together? JC and I have not. What? We've done we've done TV together. At we've some done point, we've yeah. done speaking events together. I can't wait to see who dominates. No, I'm just kidding. It's a lot uh, of horsepower <laughs> on that side of the table. A lot, lot of horsepower power. today. All right, JC Perez. A lot of opinions. You know him. You love him. We're going to try to draw him out of his shell a little bit. <laughs> we're going to try to get him to say what he really thinks. And Dan Nathan, the lovable Dan Nathan is back. And uh, t- tonight's show, we're going to start with JC's charts. 
as we always do. Is this your third time on uh, the Compound and Friends? I believe so. All right, so the third time's a charm. We used to do something like like monthlies with Josh and JC or <laughs> something. We really did. We All right. did. That the was untitled chart show. Let's get right in. Let's get right into. What these. was it called? The Untitled Chart, chart show. show. That was, was dope. It was not bad. It was a good dress rehearsal for this. Uh, the first thing we have to do is commodities. That is the biggest story, uh, market wise. Over the, gonna... we'll get there later. All that right. is the biggest story, market wise. Let's throw up JC's first chart. This is the CRB index. Uh, it looks like a sombrero. What are you trying to tell me here? I mean, it's going up, right? So, but I think it's <laughs> <laughs> the most bullish thing an asset can do is go up in price. Okay. I mean, that's just not my opinion. That's just a fact, right? What are the so, weight? What's the weights of this index? So it's a lot of energy. Like which sixty is, or more? You wait, my friend. You wait. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a second. So the bottom line is, is how I, people forget that commodities have had cycles where they go up before, right? Because a lot of investors. You know, a lot of new investors over the last years. decade. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah fine. Yeah. So a lot of people just haven't haven't participated in an environment where these things are relevant. It's like oil and gas. Give me tech. Give me software. You know, Robinhood. Yeah, oil as a service. Wheat is the new arc. <laughs> well, we'll get to wheat, uh, but commodities in general have really been going up. It's not just like one or two. They've really everything but gold, right? Everything but gold and silver. Base metals, agriculture, energy, heating oil, crude oil, Brent, all of them have been working. And you're seeing that here. But again, think as 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 far as we've come, when you zoom out, we can go a lot higher and it's really perfectly normal. Or can we have a break? Can we have corrections? I can virtually guarantee you that we will. I don't know. But my bet is we probably will have corrections along the way. Um, but I What's think it, the significance of this gray line, though? That's been a pivot point historically. Yeah, you know, former resistance in the late 90s, early 2000s. That turned into support after the great financial crisis. I mean, it's quite obvious there's a lot of market memory there. And if we're above that 200 level in the CRB index, which we've talked about on the show, we used to talk about it in the un, untitled chart show. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the trend is up. So you can fight this if you want. But I think that would probably be foolish. We kind of have to throw out that bullshit that went on at the beginning of 2020 because it was mechanical. Like it was not. An, it was, you mean in crude oil, the, the, crude the negative being, prints. Crude being negative. Next not, chart, John. All right. Here we are. To your point, Mr. Brown, uh, crude oil trades below zero in April of uh, 2020. Wait, for the audience, for the audience, what are we looking at? We are looking at a ratio of the S&P 500 and the CRB index. So stocks versus commodities, essentially. I went vertical. So just, um, you know, straight up stocks been outperforming commodities for a decade. And then the reason I bring this chart up, obviously, we're making new multi-year lows in the S&P 500 relative to commodities. But How the, clean that support line is on the way up. Brother, so. the, the bottom line is these things, these things last a decade. These trends are, this isn't like a day trade. We're like a swing trade. Like these are real secular. It's like a new, this, you're saying this is like the start of regime. a new regime. regime. I love Super duper word. cycle. What do you Super think? duper. What do you think? Too 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 early to say we're in a commodity bull market? Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, I, I can't disagree with his charts. The charts are the charts. Um, you know, The charts don't lie. Well, going back to the Thank first you. one with, with, with just the CRB, what I take away from that is when you do have those parabolic moves, there usually is an inflection point. There's something going on other than, you know, you know what I mean? And so right now we had a trade war. We had deglobalization. We had a black swan pandemic that just destroyed all. It's destroyed demand, but then it also destroyed supply chains. And, and, and it's been waves of when it's, you know, we were supposed to be, 
endemic in 2021, and we got Delta in Q3, and we got Omicron in Q4. And so, you know, now we have this war in uh, Ukraine, and who knows what's going to happen with China and Taiwan. So my point is, is like, you know, we have, we've gone parabolic. I suspect that you're going to see a huge retracement. I mean, that's just my tech, and that's purely qualitatively there, because if you look at that 25-year chart, every single time it's gone parabolic, it's retraced, like, what, 50% of the move over the next few years or so? Yeah, listen, go, I mean, this is on a relative basis, so you yeah. could tell that it's much cleaner. So while you do have retracements on an absolute basis, the secular trend, and this isn't like, hey, go long S&P and short, or short commodities or vice versa. It's, hey, the trend bigger picture is commodities going up. So if you're going to be buying stocks, perhaps you should take a closer look at the types of stocks that have exposure to those so areas. Is that, is that next? Well, I wanted to go, go to the next one. Uh, so you could really see. So you asked me about the uh, exposure that CRB index has. So yeah, it's a lot of energy. So let's extract that out there and take all 33 commodities futures, which is what we do uh, here. This is the chart. And we equally weight it. So this yeah. is an equally weighted uh, commodities chart. And as you can see, it's only 15% energy. You got a lot more industrial metals, uh, grains, softs, livestock, everything's what been ripping. Softs? What are softs? Softs like cocoa. Soy, soybeans, coffee. Cocoa. Those are, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, um, really? you know, livestock. I feel like you would be the kind of person. Go to, go to the next chart, but this is to show you that it's not just the CRB index. And then the bond market, as usual, is right. You know, I, I don't trust people, really. I trust dogs and the bond market. <laughs> and the bond market's been telling us that inflationary pressures have existed. Right, this is, I, I saw this in your email yesterday. This what are we is, looking at? This is inflation-protected treasury securities. So it's tips versus U.S. treasuries. Right. And tips relative to the same maturity um, treasuries have just uh, substantially broken out of a downtrend, yeah. which is just another way to confirm that the bond market is pricing in more inflation. And the commodities are obviously doing that by going up. And you're just seeing that again and again. Uh, but this is the bond market telling you that. So it's not like, oh, my opinion. God, it's like, not just commodity. Players. I just put up a chart of wheat, yeah. like literally like the ETF that tracks it yeah. is up 16 percent. Techerium. Holy shit. Yeah, I, yep. got a, I got a ratio chart of wheat to Peloton. You would be absolutely blown Yeah, but are, aren't you guys concerned going that to the all, upper right. all yeah. of these charts, all of this price action, wheat's been limited up. It's literally pricing in Armageddon Zoom, here. Yes. I mean, yeah, that, I that's the thing. It's a lot very fast. Yeah. But, if uh, but you traces, can both be right. You can both be right. Like this, the longer term trend might be up, even if we'd like overshot in, like in the, in the near term. Why is it though that pre-pandemic, um, everyone used to say that the Fed was trying to solve to north of 2% inflation, right? And, and, and a lot of smart people said, be careful what you wish for, right? Because we do see inflation in a lot of places in healthcare and education and a whole host of other things, right? But technology has been this massive deflationary force, um, globalization on wages. I mean, the list goes on and on. And the conversation was, UBI, universal basic income, and you know, technology is destroying everything. So I just don't believe, I mean, granted, this is like the black swan of all black swans, the pandemic. It doesn't seem like it's ever going to end. I just don't think it's broken the cycles that we had seen, like really decomposing before our eyes since the industrial age over the last, let's say, 100 plus years or something like that. I just don't believe the pandemic is going to do that. Hopefully it will end soon, and hopefully we don't have World War III. Well, one other thing to throw on on top of that is like the cure for very high commodity prices is very high commodity prices because people are greedy and eventually they'll overproduce whatever is very expensive, and which I, and is I, a regulating force. And, I, and I'll tell you this, from a reality standpoint, in terms of money flow and asset allocation, investors are just not in commodities. Right. So the biggest risk to yes. investors, 
you know, in 2021, the best performing sector was energy. So far this year, by a long shot, obviously. The best performing asset class last year was also commodities. And investors have a lot of exposure in growth and tech and all of the areas that have been getting slaughtered. And those are the areas that were underperforming 2004, 5, 6, 7, yes. right? So this is very similar to that. Technology can go up, uh, but like it, it was an afterthought back then, I think it will continue to be an afterthought moving forward. And I'll show you now if you'd like. Yes, let's go. <laughs> So here's the U.S. 10-year yield, which is really one of the things that have been driving this. So you asked me about uh, the U.S. 10s. 2%, I thought, was a lock. You know, there's some memory there. I think 3%'s a lock. I think that's where we're really? going. If we, Yeah, for sure. Um, so 3%, this, this I week think, is a war-related head fake. Like the pullback from 2% to 1.7%. He just said faux show. Do you let you guys let people get away with for I mean, sure? I we're going to go for I, well, one eight my, one. The nomenclature, the nomenclature was uh, a lock. Yeah, that's <laughs> JC's lock of the week, ladies and gentlemen. About, Today's program sponsored by FanDuel. Yeah, exactly. All right, go ahead. No, listen, I think if U.S. 10-year yields above 2%, I think that's the bet you need to make. I mean, I think if we're below 2%, then you could be like, okay, it's digesting for a while. But if we're above 2, I think 3 is next. All right, when's 3 and where is the S&P 500 if the 10 years at 3? Well, mm. fortunately, we don't have to care what the S&P 500 is doing. We can bet on specific sectors, and I think energy is going higher. Yeah. I think materials are higher. I think cyclicals are what higher. What about the XLF? I think tech and growth in general continue to underperform. No. What, what are financials do in that scenario? Is it the, the, the speed at which it gets to 3%? That might determine whether or not. Yeah, I think regionals probably benefit the most. Community banks, like your obvious areas, insurance has been a huge winner, right? Wait, the if money you had center to banks guess have struggled. Time frame for three percent. I know you. Nobody knows, but Bro, like, is that twelve? No, it's but is that six months or twelve months or twenty-four? Yeah, probably this year. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm very confident sure. in my assertion. Um, I think. <laughs> Thank you, I think ben. for the stock market, the stock. It's not so much whether it gets to three; it's how fast it gets there, because the stock market doesn't like rates moving fast so if it goes to three and it takes a year and a half or two years i think stock market yeah. in general is fine you say point. that no well you say it's a key point but the 10-year u.s treasury went from one percent to two percent in a very short period of time last year and the stock market didn't give a shit agreed right. think right. about that yeah, I'm no, just, you know sure. what i mean so but i think two to three is different and i agreed. and when i think about you know if you took that 10-year treasury yield chart and you back it out 30 years okay you take it back to 1990 it's upper left yep. to the bottom right and no one ever thought the 10-year u.s treasury yield would essentially go to zero which yep. is what it did when it was at 50 basis points in 2020 and then it shot to two percent the two percent was a, a lot of people's target i'm not saying you're you know what i mean like you weren't particularly unique but t interestingly to me is that what's happened in each of the last two major market tops where the s p 500 has been cut in half and that's why i asked you where do you think the s p is because the fed was hiking into the top of the market in early 2000, okay? And they did the same thing into 2007, okay? And then they were doing the same thing into 2018, okay? The first two times the S&P got cut in half, okay? Well, they're 50%. To, they're, late, they're late to cut and they're late to hike. It's the same, it's over right. and over but again. But what's different this time about what they might or might not do, the rate move was really interesting to me last week. As soon as that, you saw that CME Fed funds tracker move from a, a high yeah. probability of a 50 prices point, Hike, okay, in March to basically a zero probability, what happened? Okay, you saw rates get nailed, and that was a huge move. So I, I guess my point 
about the rate thing is that I don't think rates are ever going up meaningfully ever again. Maybe they get to 3% someday in some weirdo world. Look at what happened to the Fed's balance sheet that they're never going to let run off. That's what's different. Every crisis that we've seen over the last 20 years, the Fed balance sheet keeps skipping up a few trillion dollars. It doesn't go back to Tony Tony Dwyer had that. I also think that investor demand for interest rates will not let yields go much more. We've been been saying that on this show. It's like, if I could get 3% risk-free in a treasury, there's like 20% of my stocks that I have no interest in anymore. But what people are not thinking about is that if oil's at 250 and gold's at 10,000, the U.S. 10-year yield ain't going to be at 2%. Yeah, but which one drives which? uh, It doesn't matter. The the point is, and I'm not saying oil's going to 250 or gold's going to 10,000, but as investors, if we're not thinking that that's on the table— I think you are making a huge mistake. And this isn't a day trade or a swing trade. I think this is the way we need to think as investors. That's a real possibility. Wilder, more outrageous price swings than before, you're saying. I mean, we've seen 150. Why can't we see two? Wait, hold on. Oh, zero, too. Right. It's amazing. 3%, it's really amazing. Exactly, 3% exactly. is obviously a possibility. Of course it's in the yeah, table. Nobody would say that's my, not. No, my thinking is that the demand for fixed income at those yields will, will swamp the ability for rates to go meaningfully higher. And obviously, you know, there's uh, $17 trillion in cash right now in American consumers, like bank accounts, money market funds. What? Why are they yield farming? No, but think about that number. So so you're telling like, yeah, the Fed's balance sheet's nine trillion, blah, blah, blah. U.S. households alone have like almost $20 trillion. And most of that's not going to end up in stocks. If the 10 year goes to 3%, I might buy bonds. It's it's not about what a household whether they're going to buy bonds or not. It's it. I think it's bigger than that. No, I think, I'm saying it I is. That, no, I'm saying, I'm saying higher yields on risk free assets bring a ton of demand. Yeah, that's, that's in, what we're saying. Which depresses. Yeah, fine, yeah. maybe, but I think it's bigger than that. Is my point. I think there are inflationary factors that are going to be driving rates. Whether that's, that's good that, for bond investors or not is not really. No, the to point, me, that's I like think. the biggest question. It's like with the push pull of that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. John, yeah. next slide. Let's do it, baby. Chevron. Um, so, you this know, rates, rates have really been driving this rotation, right? So obviously, or maybe not obvious to you, but we've been talking about it here on the show. And, you know, we, we make it, I mean, the 10-year the yield's driving that rotation. When rates are going higher, certain stocks tend to do well. Other stocks tend to do poorly. And guess what? The stocks that tend to do well when rates are going higher have been doing the best. And the stocks that tend to do poorly when rates are going higher are doing the worst. Jesse, for the set, listener, for the listener, what let are Let me set this at? up. It's U.S. 10-year yields versus a ratio of small cap value versus small cap growth. And surprise, surprise, they line up almost perfectly. Um, I think I think there's I think a lot small of, cap value rallying hard with the ten year yield. A lot of charts like relative this relative to growth. So growth underperforming. Growth. A lot of charts like this are chart crimes. This is not a chart crime. No, it's got both. Why scales. would it be a chart no, crime? Oftentimes, when you see like funky shit like this, it is a chart crime. I'm saying you're guilty. A, you're innocent. Here you're innocent. Being accused of crime. I'm saying he's crimes, innocent. Bro, crimes. I'm Believe saying he's innocent. Wait, wait, hold on a second. So, I'm Duncan, I'm Duncan are you innocent. still are you still bleeping their their? F- yeah. yeah, and Ugh. yours. What's the, what's the maximum? And yours. Fall? And yours. Ugh. No, this is why. Why you guys are so, so hip hop? I, I don't get it. It's not just small cap. It's it saves so much time. No, it's because the the algorithms, the algorithms. That's why you're at a hundred thousand YouTube, and, and I'm at two thousand. You have to bleep the f bombs for the algorithms. The algorithms. All right, whatever. Anyway, what are we looking do at? Do you want other people to watch your shit and hear it, or you don't? Okay. If you don't, then by all means, don't bleep. Do you not? What are we looking at? 
Same thing on the large cap scale, right? So it's not just small caps, large caps too, okay. right? But small caps sniffed it out earlier. The large cap growth sort of had some outperformance into year end, and that completely fell apart when we entered the new year. And it's small cap and large cap growth underperforming with rates going higher, which is perfectly normal I think by one the, all historical measures. One of the reasons why you see such a discrepancy between small small value, small growth, large value, large growth is because small value, a huge portion of that are regional banks, and they're particularly sensitive to higher rates in a good way. Yeah. I was also going to say, like, we're doing value versus growth, but really this is a battle of what industries investors want their money in, more so than – because it's not like there's a sector where – you could have the growth names selling off and the value names doing so well. They might just go down less. You know what comes to mind? We all consider semiconductors a growth sector. Right, good example. If if NVIDIA Intel. and AMD are getting killed, Intel's not doubling. Intel's just going down less. Yeah. So this really is more about sector dispersion than it is about style. Although it's almost the same thing. Like I bet if you made a chart of like cyclical industries versus secular growth you know, kind of industries, it would look almost identical. What do you think about that? He wasn't listening. That's, yes, that's I, lost you. Yes. I lost you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point on the semiconductors. When you look at internet, when you look at all those other growth areas, yeah. a software, cloud computing, they're all going down and semis are going sideways. What happened to snow today? Go ahead. Down 17%. Down as usual is what it does. It still so trades I think this at is a trade of the generation. Sales. Snow has become slush. Uh, what's this? I think this is a that's trade good. of a generation. That's pretty good, right? I should be on Fast Money with lines like that. Oh. Yeah, but if 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 three percent tenure and you're not going to be interested in half the stocks, it's going to be like the most boring show ever. What are we going to do? Talk about like real di yield differentials? CDs, Kroger. Be amazing. This is a good. This is a chart. Oh, Ener I'll energy versus tech. I would fade this eventually. Well, I think if we're above the March 2000 lows. You could fade it all you want, but it's going higher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Would you actually put that trade on uh, we, short tech, low we have energy? It on. You have it on. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Indirectly, because we've got on, we've got on Chevron leaps, twenty twenty four January leaps, one fifty strikes. What does that look like year to date? Um, like the discrepancy between energy and tech, it must be massive. Oh my god, I think it's it's one of the biggest. I mean, go back in history and pick two sectors and look at the dispersion and tell me. <laughs> I think the XLE is up 35% yeah. year to date and uh, NASDAQ's down, what, 15 yeah, so, so, so or 32 yeah. and minus 10. It's a lot. Holy you know when you want to fade this? When people start asking you for oil stock ideas. Yeah. You know when you want to fade not there this? Yet. When we get back to the 2008 highs, that's when you can fade Stop. it. Stop. 2008 highs on the energy sector? That, Relative to tech. If that happens, Relative. the market's crashing. Okay, maybe. All right, what do we got next? Oil and gas exploration and production I mean, you can, you ETF. Can flip, you can flip through these, uh, you know, break it out of a this beautiful looks, base. This looks amazing. What are the big components in, in this? Do you know? Occidental. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go, go, go Con down that Conoco, list. Is Conoco, no, that's. Go, it's, so the oil services are like Halliburton, Schlumberger. That's so it's not those. In this case, you're looking at the XOP. Go look, the, the, the market you. caps are all kind of the same. So the top 10 changes Occident, a lot. It's Occidental, Apache, Marathon, and Adarco used to be in here. That was bought. These, are like, these are like shale companies. and The top 10 changes a lot. Midstream. So I know that you do this a lot, and I've followed JC's work for over 10 years, I think, okay? And you always say there's lots of stuff to trade. You know, I mean, you, you, this is part of your thematic sort of stuff. It's interesting to me. I've been in the markets for 25 years, and because energy was such a greater part of the S&P 500, let's in say like when 05, I started, 06, versus, I think it's like was low single digits last year, yeah. okay, before this, this move. You know, it was always a really niche group of investors who were interested in it, and they were, almost, they were like the gold bugs in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I could 
give two shits about gold. Most I, of them were about most gold. of them were Canadian. Yes, you know, but the resource yeah. like the, the, they come from Australia and Canada, and then there's like a handful of guys here in the U.S. Texas, who gave a shit South about Africa. It. Yeah, it, but but I, so to me, it's really funny. And like literally, again, I've been doing this for a long time as an investor, a trader, and then as a pundit for the last call it twelve or thirteen years. And sometimes my eyes do glaze over on something. I cannot find myself getting interested in some of this stuff. You know, the last the last energy company to actually be interesting was Chesapeake. Yeah. Because Aubrey McClendon was just like, he was like a tech founder. Yeah. Like his vision. Of, he was the guy who drove himself into yeah, a wall. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't end well. But his, yeah. but in his heyday, when he was on Mad Money every week yeah. and he was like making huge acquisitions. They bought the Thunder Arena. He, right. He, he was oh, always yeah. sitting courtside. He was doing yeah. crazy shit. And yeah. he was like fascinating. I can't think of another like natural gas company yeah. executive, True. maybe uh, T Boone Pickens. T Boone, come and, on. And I, who else? That's I mean, I think personalities are not interesting in this space. You know, nobody's which, interested. Nobody has any exposure to it. S smells like a Dick squeeze. Cheney was who, great. Who's buying Alcoa? Who's excited about Alcoa? We, stocks ripping. Us. Yeah, you are. Stocks ripping. <laughs> All right, Chevron. This thing went vertical this week. This so is, go, this is the, one of the sickest charts I've ever seen. And I just seen. wanted to show the oil and gas longer term. So that's the EMP. If we're above those, see that those 09 lows? And then you had them, the low, same lows in 2016. If we're above those levels and you're not long energy, like I don't is know that, what you're is thinking. Is that irresponsible or irresponsible? I think it's incredibly irresponsible <laughs> to you, your family, and everybody you know. Get them. All right, what's next? Chevron. There it is, Chevron. We got the is 150. Still, all right, is this like, can you reasonably still buy this? It doesn't look like it's done that it's, much. It's funny you said that over because time. when it was in the one low 130s, we were asking ourselves that, like, are we chasing? Are we chasing? It's like, well, if we buy the January 2024 leaps, we could give it room to dance, and it gives us exposure, right? What does so that cost? It cost 12 bucks at the time. Now it's twice that. So we, mm. we sell half when our calls double. We just did that this week, and now we have a free ride for the next two years long Chevron. I mean, if that's not the perfect situation, because now we're playing with house money. We What's, can hold this thing for two more years. Is there anything else setting up similar to Chevron that you think – Okay. Funny right. you should ask. Funny I should. I, I, didn't, I didn't do that on purpose. So the economists and their infinite wisdom comes out with making coal history, which is hilarious at the same time that Vanek um, uh, delists the coal ETF, KOL. I remember all this. This um, is October 2020. Yeah. So the cover of the economist making coal history, and that's literally the bottom on Peabody Energy. And they delisted the coal ETF. Hold on. All at the this same stock time. just went from 50 cents to $21. After they delisted Are you the kidding ETF, me? I am not. Can't make this shit up. That's incredible. By K the way, K O L yeah. was the coal yeah. ETF. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. In, that's incredible. Is it beautiful? So you you could buy this now. Uh, if you, I don't think uh, it's ESG, JC. Um, <laughs> for all my friends in the ESG, Boy, PQ, to, whatever community, KOL, there was like three stocks in the industry. Like, yeah, because they all went out of business. Yeah. They were in other countries and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to buy that one. Yeah, but. we're so for the ESG people, we're buying the the grossest, dirtiest companies in the world that hurt the earth the worst. Those are the ones we're buying. Is this is this a cup and handle? I'm not like a cup and handle I know you're guy, not a pattern guy. Um, but for me, these look the same, right? Go back and look at the chart, right? They look the same. So you're looking at that tip. E e EIF, uh, IEF ratio. This is beautiful, Jason. So that's that same chart we looked at before and the yeah. correlation between- dope chart. Is this a dope chart? Really Do I bring yeah, dope charts or what? Come on. So wait, let's explain what we're looking at. This is beautiful. <laughs> so the metals and mining ETF in black, and then below you're looking at tips versus treasuries. So it's what the bond market's pricing so in for inflation. So showing metals and mining moving in line with inflation and inflation expectations. Exactly. So this, this, right? is a, this is a beautiful chart. Well done. 
And then for you correlation nerds, you got that down at the bottom. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty clean. You know. All right. So next here's chart. Free, here's Freeport. Here's and then here's the trade. Yeah, so Freeport, Freeport, Newcore, Reliance. It's amazing how they all look the same, but it shouldn't be. Is amazing. it amazing? It shouldn't be. It's all something. <laughs> they all do the same thing. It makes it makes perfect sense that yeah. they would all. So the trade's very simple. If we're above last year's highs, you own it. If we're not above last year's highs, you don't. Now you make a recommendation. If you're interested in listening to the fundamental case for these companies, Eric something was on Patrick O'Shaughnessy's podcast this week. I don't know the guy's last name, but it was just hilarious to hear how smart this guy was. Like, just if you're casually trading stocks, that's your competition. And he's talking about Alcoa, bullish as hell, and all these names. You, uh, listen to you know that. who else? I think did Patrick have Jeff Curry on the Goldman Sachs commodities guy? I think I missed somebody that one. had him on. He was. I, I will now because we're talking so about uh, Patrick Oshag Hennessy here. Um, the, one of the <laughs> best podcasts that I've listened to in the last years was when he had Gavin Baker. Oh on my god, from that guy's awesome. Did you hear that? Yes, that, that yes. in January. This one yeah. or the last one. This, this one. one is so good. I, I mean, I was mesmerized by it. Yeah. It was, so this was uh, this guy's name is Eric Mandelblatt. Do you know who that is? Jewish. Eric, Mandelbaum. Mandelblatt. Eric Remember Mandelblatt that? from Sorbonne no Capital. Is so good. <laughs> I think so. All right. Steel Dynamics. STLD. Yeah. What are we doing here? We getting long? You buy it. For above last you year's highs, you own it. If you don't buy this, your wife will leave you. I mean, you don't. I don't know about all that, but I have think fun above, staying poor if you're not in Steel Dynamics. <laughs> Maybe, but I think if it's above seventy five. Is that you're your long. final you trade know, on simple. the half today? That's how I introduce my final trade Next every one, John. night. Wait, do we have any growth stocks? What the fuck is this? Next chart. I want to look at this. South African gold. Yeah, I next. Come on, South African buy. This is Chase. Hold on. It's Sociedad Química y Minera de Chile. It's a seventeen billion dollar lithium producer. I think you own it. Look at that base. Wait, Come on, SQM. Uh, I was in ALB, which is the same trade. Albemarle. That was a good Al one, too. Albemarle. Still uh, is. Same trade, but Albemarle is based in North Carolina, and this is based- uh, We have any growth in, stocks? Uh, so now you're getting Latin America of, exposure, Chilean exposure, getting out of the U.S., the worst country in the Western Hemisphere. Watch your math. Watch Stock market-wise, I but love this America. Is, this oh. is lithium. It's it's a weird metal. It's the lightest metal. Gets you out of America. I, I thought he was doing his Jeff America. Daniels thing from that. Remember the network? Remember that opening scene? No. The show on HBO? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 that's where yeah, I think yeah. he was going. What was the name of that show? The network? It's a newsroom. Newsroom. Uh, we have any growth stocks that, that are crashing coming up? Show yes. me Nasdaq. That's where we're coming. Right, there we go. Here we now go. We're now going. we're coming. That's, that's like a generational top, Doug. Like Doug's quote, Doug Cass. No, Isn't that not. what it looks like? That rounded. Who? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that rounded top where people slowly just give up and every high is a lower high. Doesn't that look really bad right now? Yeah, it's going to be a minute. Nasdaq composite. It's going to be a minute. Um, that's this doesn't just stop I mean, on a diamond. Seventy percent of the Nasdaq is down twenty percent. Half the Nasdaq stocks have been cut in half. The average drawdown of the Nasdaq is forty four percent. And people are asking me if I think that we're going to go into a bear market. It's like, well, what the hell do you call that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what but, are you talking yeah. about, bro? But th this doesn't just stop on a dime and turn around because too let, many people needed to. Let me Maybe tell you, it will. The biggest fake out, um, one of the worst trades I've had on in ten years, and I mean this sincerely, it was kind of my scar tissue from the financial crisis, which actually just kind of got worse from the post.com implosion in 15 and 16. Remember we had that Chinese growth scare in 15. We, the and then it, we really felt, recession. Yeah. But Who we had, we, we had the first, it looked like that. I yeah. just want to, I just want to be really clear. And I was certain, I was certain <laughs> that was a generational top. And I leaned into a lot of that stuff and I got my you face. See that. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, yeah, the you know. generational top is in the tech energy ratio. 
So, so not, not so much not tech on an absolute. The inverse of what we were just looking at. We were just looking at yeah. Right, correct. Yeah. So we're essentially long energy short the NASDAQ. We're just essentially long energy on a relative basis because um, technology is such a, a huge portion, not short the NASDAQ, short tech. But tech is such a, a large portion of the market. You're essentially playing the relative strength in energy. That, I think, is a generational trade. The top last year in the market, I think we'll blow right through that eventually. No problem. Uh, so now going. let's look at some stocks. Let's keep going. So this is the round trip, right? So these are all the infamous ones. This is uh, nuts. IPO. Um, I can't stop looking at these charts. Look, look at iBuy. Wait, let me, set, let me set this up for the, the listener. So we have ARC, IPO, which is the Renaissance ETF for IPOs, XBI, which is equal weight biotech, Crane Shares, China, Internet, KWeb, everybody knows it. I don't know iBuy. What is that? Online that is retail? internet retail. Okay. Uh, you know so everything in it. Shopify, Shopify, Amazon. You know what's in it. All right. So- these stocks starting in April of 20, uh, March of 2020, it looks like the laggard went up 100%, but a few of them went up 300%, and they've all given it back, or almost all of it back. That's what we're saying here? Yeah, round trip. I mean, just these things it's have just- It's amazing how quickly this has faded. Yeah. You know, there was no staying power to most of these trades. Well, you had two years. Well. Well, that's, that's peaked, how the ball bounces. Peaked in February, you know. Yeah. For those uh, compound fans out there. For, for sure. But yeah, now when Jim Carrey leaves the 7-Eleven Dumb and Dumber, big ups, huh, guys? Yeah. Big, well, well, see you later. See you later. <laughs> That's what happened to these So stocks. let's take a look at a few of them. Okay. So here's the arc against those early 2020, uh, you know, it, it, for you YOLOers out there looking to do some YOLOing, you know, these are the stocks that we're looking at for that sort of behavior. Um, but even with any good YOLO, you need a risk management strategy. Got it. And I think that if we are uh, against the January lows, to me... That's the YOLO strategy. For so ARC. For all the garbage. ARC, biotech. Wait, you mean you can the get IPO. long? You can get long. Long, right. if we're above the January lows. You Funny that you mentioned 2015, mm -hmm. and you thought that there was the end of the world and generation, and I was right there with you, bad. bro. I was, <laughs> was permeable. Bad. I thought Deutsche Bank was going to zero. I was right there with you. And then, <laughs> January, we made a low. We undercut that low and retested in a lot of areas. The strongest areas did not retest in January and February of 2016. Very familiar sort of behavior. And, and here's another days. similarity. And then a certain person made America great again, <laughs> not long after. All right, but but what, one of the things that was really similar in 15 was that the Fed had stopped uh, buying bonds and they were coming off SERP. I'm just saying, so that was, you can get yourself in a similar trap right now is what I'm saying. And the one thing I'd say about getting your bearish, arc, getting bearish, getting too bearish, right. okay. which everybody like is it, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. but what I'm saying is, medium, is like medium bearish by uh, everyone. I mean, like polls, yeah. I'm fairly bearish. I mean, listen, if you're right about commodities, you better be bearish about stocks. I mean, I'm, just I'm saying, not. Well, 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 some of these stocks, so no. the one thing I would say about this arc <laughs> is that well, I'm not putting words in your mouth. The one thing about ARC is that ARC is the NASDAQ without the good shit. So why buy the ARC ever again? You know what I mean? If you think about it, like you buy the QQQ because you have six stocks that make up half the weight, and then you have dozens of stocks that are down 50 and 60%. ARC is the NASDAQ, like, minus the good all the I just gave you a title. The, all it's the a, companies yeah. with the dividends and, yeah. and the buybacks yeah. and yeah. Uh, exactly. earnings. Right. <laughs> with earnings. Well, I'm saying, Okay. Uh, but but you think it's a tradable bounce here, but you have to respect that. What is that, 60? Pick your favorite garbage stock, the SPC. I already have. The problem is I Robin picked them Hood. six months ago and well, held fine. them. fine. So I can't help you there. <laughs> I think the YOLO trade today and over the last week is you go long the worst things in the world if 
they're above the January lows because the if January they're not- January 2022 low. Correct, last month. Let's do square. Oh, Show, two months. Yeah. Or we're calling this block now. Same thing, right? Janu- the, the January lows. If Failed break breakdown below 100. Yeah. Snap, snapping back right now. Yeah, above the January lows. You're, it's all the same thing. Speaking trend. of snap, snap has got the same chart almost. There's it's so many. The weird, no, but because it had that huge gap the way square did, I'll just tell you if square and snap fill in those gaps- Upstart was not not, not that I know what that company company does. I I know what Upstart does. But I do not. But what I'm saying is if you – some of those crazy gaps that we've seen over the last few weeks, you see those fill in, then that means that the market's below those those January 24th lows or below the lows last week, and then it's – Couldn't SoFi fit in that bucket? So if I can fit it, you tell me because it, it's, I mean, been, it's it, the worst of the worst. Right no, but now. it has, it has, but it doesn't have a chart. Basically, it's back. Hasn't at, been it's, trading it's that back long. at ten. It was a spack. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the hard part. I don't, is, I don't know quite what you're saying. I had to look at it. Twenty seven you know? down to snap. Down to when 10. I see the stake, I'll be like, oh Dude, yeah. Snap has actually one of the weirdest charts because yeah, you remember it had that. Look how weird this is. No, no, the snap chart. There's is, too many colors and lines. What is that? If you look at a sorry. All right, do what you got to do. Is, is it a no, daily no. chart? Is but that dude, what we're looking yeah. at? Look at that candle look, on the Facebook yeah, it's day. so weird. That's the weirdest so thing weird. about it. This so might be the weirdest chart ever. Yeah. Look at that. But we're above the January lows. So if you want to own it, own it above the January lows. I, I think that's the trade. DraftKings. Next chart. DraftKings. And then here's, this is the DraftKings. So uh, this guy, Harry Sloan, he's the uh, vice chairman. He's doing some YOLOing himself. Uh, just filed the form for. So if you're looking for if you're looking for what the what, what smart yoloers are doing, this is what's going on here. So I think that's an interesting one. So go to the next one. DraftKings down ten percent. So then this is the whole hot list. So what we're doing is we're analyzing all the SEC filings, the thirteen Ds, what the House of Reps are doing, uh, the senators are doing, and Wait, all the form fours. I'm surprised to see you looking at insider buying and selling at all. This seems so... He's a weight of the evidence guy. No, but doesn't this seem so distant from tech, technical analysis? An- you're analyzing the analysis? behavior of market and market participants. This is technical analysis. It is? We're watching money flow. But I've never heard you talk about insider buying. You and I have been talking about it for 20 years. No, but not as it... Part- all right, whatever, I'm not going to argue with you. This is great. That I think this is great that Wait, you're incorporating Nancy this. Wait, Nancy Pelosi's buying PayPal literally? What is Nancy Pelosi not buying? She just filed so like calls, all kinds. I'll tell you of what, stuff. she's not buying DraftKings, motherfucker. <laughs> she's buying so, Apple. No, so wait, wait, no, I'm not even no kidding. Why is, why is why are these people trading? Why is Nancy Pelosi trading all these stocks? I don't why know, is, bro, but she she must know something. You know, why would can, the Fed government buy mortgage-backed securities? Yeah. For their gonna, own portfolios. Dude, Tommy Tuberville was YOLOing cattle futures Who? and wheat futures Who? and soybean. The, the, before the war, the senator of Alabama was buying all these commodities futures before the war. Look, we'll take a look at and it. And he's a dumb motherfucker. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Bleep he made that. a lot of money. Go ahead. Bleep that, Duncan. <laughs> it's a wealthy motherfucker. Leave that in, Duncan. Leave that in, I Duncan. call the shots in this room. <laughs> when, you're on, when you're on your podcast, yeah. you call the shots. Uh, all right. Tommy, uh, Tommy the tuba or whatever. Tuberville. Great. He was a head coach, college football coach, Auburn. Uh, and Mississippi State, I think. Maybe? Alliance Bernstein. Why is this on here? This doesn't look like anything's going on. Pelosi's yoloing. Uh, oh, she's Alliance? buying this. Yeah, no, she's buying she saw it. Uh, in the Jalen's uh, unusual activity. Pelosi got on that. <laughs> Wait, when did you she's get a, a heat she's a sinker big, over there at All Star Charts? She's a big Pete Najarian fan. So if you're looking to bottom fish some garbage, this you know, I'm not saying this is garbage. It's not like those tech stocks, but you know, definitely gotten hit. Coming back to a key level. If if you see what Nancy sees. And you want to be oh long, I think 42 uh, and a half. If you're above 42 and a half, join her. If not, it's her problem. Next trade, next Micron. Trade. <gasps> Same <gasps> thing. She's buying Micron. Yeah. Look at that base, 20-year yeah, base. Looks, this actually looks great. Oh, this one looks good. Jason, do you have PayPal? Try to PayPal. What happened to PayPal? What in the f*** happened to PayPal? 
What do you mean what, what happened? happened? If it's above the January they lows, missed, you own they it. Missed, they missed the guided it, it, lower for okay, the full year. Okay, one of the biggest stocks in the two-thirds of Dude, its value in like six months. Summer of 2021, they had a huge gap. They yeah. missed and guided down. And there was two consecutive gaps and no one was paying attention. It went from 310 in July to 95. Do you know that nobody is calling this guy out? Shulman, whatever the CEO is. They, they, were, they let it slip that they were thinking about buying Pinterest to gauge market response. That was the top for the stock. dollars or something like that. That was the top for the yep. stock. I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. What's this is Apache? This is Micron. I think oh, this, no. this is what I would do for the Micron. We already did this. We did Apache. So we're not, we didn't. We're gonna do it now. But Pelosi, uh, she's already in. So we're gonna we're gonna put <laughs> our alerts. Crazy. We're gonna put our alerts above the 2000 highs. And if it takes out the 2000 highs, we wanna be buyers. We wanna buy high, sell higher. What's the big deal? Josh Brown here for PelosiTrades.com. <laughs> All right, now go. Look at the, This is the one. This is Apache. And not only is Apache in the right sector, because it's not tech or growth or freaking biotech. Who's Young Chen Su? This is a gentleman on the board of directors uh, of Apache, and he just filed a Form 4. It's a hot rapper right one now, point. Young Chen Su. <laughs> Lil Chen Su. How much did he buy? 1. Uh, 1. 1.3 million. million. It's not nothing. No, that looks legit, and the tr and the chart looks great. Like and if you're a lot above the, the two thousand highs, you buy. When are we gonna get to Bitcoin? Uh, yeah, you got Bitcoin in here. Yeah, go. Let's skip ahead. What does, slide does is Bitcoin? Bitcoin. Here we are. Uh, so that's by the way, that's Tuberville. Oof. Corn futures, soybean futures, cattle futures. He's been loading the boat I, I before think the war. I think you fade those. Slide thirty-two, John. Slide thirty-two. Of thirty-two, Dan. Oh, don't like Dan, this. calm down. So here's the thing. So, <laughs> so I don't know how many of your viewers are uh, are are trading options in the crypto markets. All of them. It would be irresponsible if they weren't. Yes. They're. Um, I think it would be pretty irresponsible if they were between you and me. But that's another story. Um, this has been a great market environment to be selling the wings. Is that how you guys talk? You selling yeah. wings? Yeah. Right. So taking advantage of the chop, right? And yeah. selling What's premium. A wing? What's a wing? We're not options guys. What does that mean? Like really, kind of far away from the strike betting things keep get staying messy yeah. right so non-directional that's been the trade a great trade if you could put it on so few people can it's like it's like when you're on sports and when like you're teasing you're like buying points for both teams mm, i think you're selling but no it's, i don't think it's anything like that okay. i think it's more like you're just betting that it stays messy okay and then while traders are getting chopped up they're making donations you're, you're collecting yeah, yeah. them yeah yeah, yeah. So I think that as as just crypto investors in general, we're not getting any of them making new highs, like 0, 0.0, right? Like, except for the gold one. There's a gold, uh, the one at the top, the PAX gold. That's my but biggest, that doesn't count, that's my biggest right? Holding. So <laughs> Luna is by far and away the strongest yes, one. Yes. Not even close. That's in the Archery Index. Shout out to Archery. It is by far and away the... So what I think is... What, is, we want, Luna, what is Luna? Is it DeFi? Terra. Terra. Oh, that's, that's Terra's coin? It's an algorithmic stable coin. I don't know what they do. I'm a price guy. Mike Michael does. He has all the white papers. Okay. All right. So let's 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 pivot. By the way, amazing job with the charts yeah, sir. this nice time. Job. I mean, really dope this time. We got through like a clean. lot of really good stuff clean. here. Clean, clean, very clean. clean. He was bored the whole time. He's like, "Commodities, bro. Come on." <laughs> No, I can't I, get excited I mean, can about Can I tell you something? I was actually, actually trading your picks. I find those he's on his phone. I like well thought out. <laughs> Um, ideas like that. I like your thematic. You have a top down view, then you you do the bottoms up, and I like the ratio ones. And and there's like some great ideas. All right, well I appreciate uh, that, my friend. We I don't know if this will turn out to look great in the short term, but we're maybe not giving retail enough credit. Uh, just generally speaking, I know I'm not. They seem to have really learned their lesson, and they don't panic anymore. And this is from Savita's group at Bank of America. Uh, big inflows from retail. This is the, the week of the war sell-off last, last week. 
Big inflows from retail during sell-off. Private clients, that's like mom and pop, have so far been buyers every week this year. And buying of this dip by retail was more aggressive than during other 10% pullbacks post-crisis. So mom and pop does not give a shit about uh, geopolitics as much as maybe we would have thought. And we have, let me see this. Like that's noticeable that they came charging in during a week where the market was probably as scary now, as some it's people. Been this some year. people might say that, see that, and say that's actually bearish because there's no fear yet. I wouldn't be one of those people, but some people might. Oh, because it's complacency, right? Exactly. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you th- what do you think about that? Well, I, I would say that you got to take retail and put it into two buckets, right? So there's a retail that was yoloing to uh, JC's point, and they were buying every spack, and you know before there was a target, they were buying every shit coin. They that's were buying tiny tiny dollars. No, though. I understand, but it actually makes up. Like if you think about um, just from a sentiment standpoint, sentiment. I mean, you've absolutely Great. taken out a large group. You just you gave us that 17 trillion dollars of cash that's sitting on the sideline. To me, if it's not already in the stock market right now, what does that mean? It means that they're just, they got burned in .com. They got burned in the housing crisis. You know what I mean? Maybe they got burned a little early in some of this other stuff. And maybe they're just not interested in investing it in risk assets. I should say that they're looking at data of Merrill Lynch clients. That's not the YOLO crowd. That's right. Right? That's an old school investor. uh, Probably not like on Reddit. So you're right. It is two buckets. But in this case- they're looking at like the more mature investors and, and and those whole infrastructures. They're they're like down ten percent in the S and P five hundred. They're all hitting the horns. You know what I mean? They're like they're like this is the time to start layering into if you had cash on the sidelines because a lot of people and we know this very sensible investors when you see the S and P up twenty six percent of the year last year climbing a wall of worry and all that sort of stuff. People are like when do I get in? Well, if your broker calls you or your investment advisor from a reputable bank, you know, and they say, listen, we're down ten. You wanted me to tell you when to get in. Get in. Yeah. You said uh, last February was the top, the sentiment top, the top for, for most investor stocks. enthusiasm. For, but no, you were right. None of the above. Do you guys not even listen to the? <laughs> That's not what you show? said. That's, no. What did you say? That was that was the best thing. That was the top of the stock market. The market of stocks peaked in February. Well, That's what I just said. That is what. You were talking about enthusiasm. I said investor enthusiasm. No, but it has nothing to do with sentiment. Right. It has it, to do with price. Honestly, it doesn't even matter. That was a segue. No, it was JB, but, I wanted, <laughs> but this is important because from a sentiment perspective, last summer, sentiment was a headwind, right? We had no bears. We had the most bulls that we had had in years since Correct. 2018. So sentiment was a headwind last summer. Today, between, and then when you were talking about buckets of retail, I, I think there's two buckets too. Yeah. I think you've got... Financial advisors and then you have individual investors are retail investors to me. So we take the investor intelligence polls and the AAII and we we combine them to create an average. And the AII and the II, we have the fewest amount of bulls since 2016. Nobody's bullish. So fewer bulls than during the pandemic when we were staring into the abyss and the most bears since the pandemic. So when you look at the market environment and it's like, okay, is sentiment a headwind or a tailwind? I now think we are in an environment for Can a I potential ask you a question, though? Can yeah. I ask you a question though? Yeah. You just had the worst start to a year in recorded history, I think. Like the worst January. For the US maybe. Okay, fine. That I mean, that's what we're talking about though. Sentiment is always going to be about US stocks. Retail doesn't know what the hell's going on. They don't know what's happening in other but markets. But isn't that even more bullish that sentiment is so bad My despite point is, the strength in stocks? My point is, shouldn't sentiment be bad 
for the typical U.S. investor Definitely. who is watching the worst start to especially, a year they've ever seen. Especially a lot of those people are stock pickers. The stock pickers are getting careened. Because they're in the growth. So yeah. sentiment yes. follows yeah. growth, yeah, yeah. 100%. Right. Stock pickers are not buying home builders. They're literally buying like semiconductor stocks that are reporting great earnings and getting cut in half. It's all those IPO, R, yes. K-Web, all, all right. of those. My point is, when do you think the bottom, the top in venture capital uh, and startup uh, valuations, do you think it passed? Is it yet to come? Um, it has not come. Passed a it's while It's not though. yet? No, and and I, I think it usually six to nine month lag from from the, the top so of the valuations. So that's where we are though. Yeah, but think about it. So a lot of rounds, early rounds, were being priced off the fact that look at Snowflake, it's trading at 50 times sales. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? So and this is a massive market cap company that yeah. actually, you know, and then when, what I think really shifted is like when you started seeing a lot of these companies come public through SPAC or regular way IPO, it was a public down round in valuation. Yeah. Mm. So the lag there. Instantaneous. You know, so, so here's here's one thing, and I keep hearing this, that SoftBank is going to have a real problem here because a lot of their public holdings, Baba in particular, has gone into the shitter here. And they are basically um, never marked down anything in the private markets. You know, they had that big one with um, WeWork. Uh, WeWork, obviously, um, from like 40 billion to zero or whatever the hell it is. So that that could be a, a knock-on effect or some sort of snowballing sort of thing once they finally have to do that. And maybe they've been selling the stuff that they can in public markets because that's what's liquid and they don't really want to mark down. Let, me share, let me share this with you. This yeah. is from Think Plus Ventures. We believe the possibility of further decline in VC valuations is increasing as capital markets could see bigger drops, blah, 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 blah. We expect valuation to decline by at least 50% for new IPOs, getting closer to the historical norm of around seven times revenue versus 15 times in 2021. John, we have this chart. I mean- we never even came close to the dot com lunacy, yeah. but it's pretty. It's it's enough lunacy. VC was for so much cycle. smaller back then, right? That's and, true. And so I, I, you know, it wasn't global. Um, we believe the median valuation of early stage companies will not significantly change, but the average is likely to come down quite a bit as the appetite for forty to sixty million dollars seed valuation with only an MVP and a two person team will decline. We are even beginning to see pre seed companies. At single-digit valuations, something that only last year we thought we would never see again. Wait, pre-seed? What does that even mean? Pre-seed has no – there's no revenue there. No, valuation no, no, pre, like pre-seed Single-digit valuations like $5 million. Uh, like like yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of – I was thinking multiples. Got it, got it. Yeah, instead of a company like just raising 20 out of the gates right. because one guy worked at Google, they're saying that's already over with. All right, good. So, I mean, th this Tracy, idea is that, that – Is that our problem? I hope they go to zero. I mean, if I'm not in it, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this idea that the private market is in some way divorced from the public market, Howard Lindzen has always been right about this. Like, w there's a feedback loop between the two, and it's inescapable, and I don't care how cool the startups are now, or if they're crypto or fintech or whatever, this is always going to be about what you could sell this shit to, and then to not, the last and then buyer. And not to mention, Josh, that investors in venture capital have liquid public investments, exactly. whether they went out and bought public investments That's in a right. lot of cases or their private investments went public. But like, it's the same money. Well, it's the same players. Now more than ever with all these crossover funds. Right. Now more than ever. Right. So if you just if, if, if you were part of the group that funded Snowflake pre-IPO, came public, you were very rich. You're still very rich now. 
but you're significantly less Actually, rich than you were a year ago, your sentiment toward your next five investments might change. And there'll be some people that go the other way. And I saw this yeah. from in an article and in the information talking about a, a CEO, one of these crossover funds goes, you know what? I'm going to start buying public stocks because they're cheaper than, right. the, than the private ones. All right, so that's that was, it, right? Yeah. And not only that, Gavin on that, uh, on Invest Like the Best, he goes, welcome. He's like, welcome to all of you to the insanity in the public markets because they never, they just for 10 years have just seen valuations skipping up, skipping up. They think they're geniuses. They never have to mark anything. The time horizons, 10 years, welcome to the insanity, right? Oh, they're like, building on IRR. It's, the it's illiquid hilarious. stuff that gets marked once every 18 months, it's like practice for yeah. the public markets. Hey, listen, the, Without VC, we don't have a lot of these crazy innovations. So the, we're not sitting here shitting on on the practice of it. It's the valuations. And I say the same thing about public markets. You know, it's investors who lost their goddamn minds. It wasn't like the Wall Street machine or your broker or this or whatever. You wanted it. You know what I mean? And you went for it. And some asshole paid, you know, 50 times sales for Snowflake in November when the stock was trading at $400. And that no one forced him to do that. You know what I mean? He thought that was a good idea. The, By the, thing, way, not, the not, thing is that people think the investment bankers well, that could are bringing, have been a short getting squeezed and was that enforced. Yeah. Pe people think like the bankers <laughs> bringing these public have some sort of responsibility to govern the valuation. They will sell whatever shit they think they can get you to buy at the highest price possible. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not here to like uh, keep people calm. They're they're here literally to bill on the biggest deal they can. I'm bring looking to market. at that. Could Theranos have in in, in, a, in an alternate universe? Could that have been a public company? Is yeah, it? it almost got. It almost could have squeaked through. Was Goldman talking to them? Of course. I told you all she had to do was pivot, and say this isn't working so well, but we're going to do this new thing. That would have given her three more years to f around. But not only were we not shitting on VCs, they subsidized all of these amazing companies for the last decade. Like all of these money losing companies that were amazing for consumers. It's been great for us. It's Uber been amazing. and the delivery Dash, services. It's been, it's been yeah. They've been yeah. they've been they've been a godsend. It's been How amazing. about right? And 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 I feel the same way about like uh, all the content that's being created because of cheap money. We probably have like twice the amount of great TV shows than we otherwise would have if it actually cost Hollywood studios like seven percent to. To fund uh, programming. I watched uh, the Kanye doc. Holy moly. Unbelievable. That, was, that scene with Pharrell where he's like, yo, I love you. Yeah. That was so good. All right. I didn't, I didn't want to dwell on this uh, for a lot of the show. So we're just going to kind of um, uh, blaze by this. But corporate America pulling out of Russia. I don't think we've ever seen an economy this big literally commit suicide right before our eyes. This is the 11th biggest economy in the world. They they actually committed suicide this week. I just want to give you guys a couple of the highlights of what's going on. Uh, MSCI and FTSE Russell, which said another way, BlackRock and Vanguard, literally just made uh, anything in the Russian Federation ineligible for investor dollars. Um, Ford announced Tuesday suspending operations in, uh, in uh, Russia. They had a big joint venture there, gone. General Motors, halting all exports to Russia until further notice. Doesn't sell that many there, but so what? Volkswagen, stopping production of vehicles in Russia. will suspend exports to Russia as well. Boeing, suspend support for Russian airlines. Airbus, same thing. Apple, no more uh, iPhones being sold in Russia, and they're shutting down apps in the App Store. You literally can't use Apple Pay there. Uh, Meta, Blocking access to Russia Today and Sputnik and other Russian uh, media companies. Twitter, barely doing shit. <laughs> Reduce the visibility and amplification of Russian state media. Twitter sucks. Uh, Netflix, 
refusing to air Russian state TV channels. Spotify tells Russia to go f*** itself. Roku, YouTube, Google. The list is literally endless. And it's more than symbolic. They're walking away from some actual money. All right, so it's a crazy precedent they're setting. Let's just say in a month from now, um, China invades Taiwan. What do we do there? Oh, they won't do anything. Of the okay, sort. so we're absolute hypocrites. We just had the Olympics in, uh, uh, you know, in China, and you know, there's there's supposed genocide, you know, with the Uyghurs and stuff like that. Nobody did anything. No one says anything. I mean, it's a weird precedent. We will be hypocrites, all of these U.S. multinationals, for the most I part. I fully about agree it. with you. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, but. Um, if they are forced, you know, because there could be a situation where U.S. consumers force the hand. We've seen this again and again and again, right, about like sort of geopolitical sort of things. I mean, um, you know, I, I just think the bigger issues with this is like we have a surging dollar right now because of all this stuff. I mean, like it's going to be really hard for multinationals. Surging dollar consider. relative to the euro. Yeah. Relative to the euro. Not, but like think about if if, if a lot of others. U.S. corporations were hoping to get back. The U.S. came back online, I think, quicker than a lot of other economies. If they were hoping to kind of take advantage of the rest of the globe reflating, now all of a sudden you have all of these inflationary pressures. You have f***ed up supply chain. Sorry, Duncan. Um, you know, you have a surging dollar. And now you have the social pressure of, um, you know, not doing business. And, and and just so you know, I mean, MBS can go hack up um, reporters, you know what I mean, in Turkey, and nothing happens whatsoever, you know what I mean, um, from our career. Well, in, in real life, though, we are not doing we, – we are not uh, as big of an economic force in the lives of the average Saudi as we are in the lives of people in China. China is like a super yeah. important We mark. got this alert today at, from TD. Due to the liquidity issues stemming from restrictions placed on all Russian securities – by TD Ameritrade's clearing agents, neither buy nor sell order on Russian securities are able to be accepted at this time. This is a rapidly evolving situation, and we will continue to provide updates. Oh, that's a shame. Available. <laughs> Does anybody want to trade these securities? In, so in BP's Rosnet, mm -hmm. uh, whatever they pronounce it, who's – so somebody was saying this morning, the Russian oligarchs are going to make out like bandits because they're going to buy it for pennies on the dollar um, back from BP. Buy with what money? Like literally, buy with what money? Uh Disney suspending the release of theatrical releases in Russia. Uh, the entertainment giant had multiple films set for release in Russia. Marvel's Doctor Strange, Pixar's Lightyear. I don't know if Russians are really into our movies there or not. But to your point, they ain't doing that with China. No. If not for Chinese audiences, they can't fund any of these movies. So I, th I, think, you're, I think you're dead on. Uh, I wanted to get to this too. We did the index providers dropping Russia. You guys know um, – you guys know Rob uh, Koifman from Koifin? Yeah. So I hung up with Rob like uh, an hour ago. Rob uh, created Koifin, which is kind of like online charts, market data, a lot of – you use it a little bit for Hell certain yeah. things? Yeah. Koifin is, Koifin is, is a great product. Uh, Rob has 20 employees who are Ukrainians living in Ukraine. They're all in their 20s and 30s. They're kids. And they're programmers and developers and – They've, they're not like outside contractors. They're literally his employees. They are trapped in the country. And some of them have managed to make it west where there aren't – where there isn't as much bombing and whatever. But some of them stayed in the hardest hit cities because their parents are there mm -hmm. and they just won't leave them. And it's a sick fucking thing that's going on right now. And I know a lot of people are frustrated and they're like, how do I help? What do I do? I wanted to let you guys know Rob said he's going to set up – a thing where we can make donations that will go directly to his employees that are trapped in the country, maybe help them get food, maybe help them get supplies, maybe help them get the hell out of there. 
It's not set up yet. There's a regulatory thing where you can't do a um, GoFundMe yeah. and then send it overseas. So he's going to figure out a way that he can do it. Crypto? And Does I'll, Bitcoin solve this? So yeah. our, our, our good friend, I mean, Packy might. McCormick, it not might. boring, he did his whole Monday post on this. So go look at it. There's a link fest in there, and there's a ton of links that you can do. And I know Masterworks is obviously um, a sponsor, a sponsor of ours and his. And we were all donating um, this week the Masterworks sponsorship um, to some of those. UNICEF was one of them. But he had a lot of direct things. And there was actually a crypto account that was open that was totally legit. There's some people, obviously, at A16Z verify it and everything like that. Um, so Packy's Not Boring Post was called Ukraine on Monday. Right, we'll Check we'll that link out. to that. Yeah. yeah, we'll link to that. And whenever uh, Rob figures out what he can do to get money to his people, but I just wanted to shout out Koifin. And he says the users of Koifin have already been just bombarding him. Like, what can we do? How, how can we help? So I thought that was pretty cool to see our community pull together like that. Uh, we're going to do a hard pivot and end on a, a lighter note. What's the best burger in New York? I wanted to hear both of your takes on this because I feel like it's going to be a little contentious. Didn't we run into each other there for you, like maybe a couple years Where's ago? Where's there? Where? Where's well, there? First of all, tonight, aren't we doing the compound and friends? It's got like a risk reversal collab at Fort Charles Prime Rib. Yeah, I mean, that, that burger. Dude, that's, the dude. that's the Ocheval burger. Yeah. It's the the Ocheval is one of my favorites. I need to see. I'm, I'm a technician. Have you, not been, have, you not, have you not been to Fort Charles? No, I haven't no, been, No, it's dude. a virgin. Tonight, Do we start with burgers? History. Fort Charles I mean, Prime Rib is so oh, good. It's like a meat lovers. Oh, oh, Batnick. So good. Uh, we're not We've been steaks, there. We're getting burgers? We're not getting everything. Don't, 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 don't worry about it. It's called the Nathan. Dan, the Dan's order is, is uh, we got it. Dude, I trust Dan Nathan. Yeah. Like, bro, right. this is delicious, All right. by the yeah. way. All right, so yeah, first thing so we're also going to be drinking this. This is Como's tequila. This is their rosé tequila. It's absolutely delicious. My friend, Joe Marchese, Human Ventures, he co-founded this with Richard Betts. He's a former master psalm, and they created this. It's delicious. This is so good. And then Yeho an extra in Yeho in this Rosa and we're going like to be this? drinking that tonight it's it's, it's so delicious good. All right, so wait, so you got Ocheval? That's your that's your no. I it, well, I, I don't call it like, the Fort Charles or I mean, the Fort I, Charles I, I burger. I don't slum it over there. What's, at your, what, what's the best burger in New York City? You know, I just have had such good times, like you know, late nights. So stop filibustering. Ooh, you know what? I was I actually just I'm a, I'm an audible. I was gonna go Corner Bistro. You and I ran into each yeah. other there. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. that's not the best. It's good. No, it's good. you know what it is? I don't know it. It's the Black Label Burger at Manetta Tavern. That's the best burger with, in the city with the no? bone marrow. So you get a side of bone marrow and you spread the bone marrow that, on on the Black the Label. Okay, the Black Label is yeah. rich as f. Yeah. So, so I my get, buddy created that. Lee Hansen the, created that. How burger. do you put bo wait bone marrow on the bun? Have you like been? Spreader? Have you been to Manetta? No, no Manetta happens. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you know how you can get the bone marrow. I don't love you, that burger, you, but Michael, that's no, no, no. Favorite. Put it like you, on the toast, to, to, like the to, Crostinis, but instead of putting on the Crostinis, you put it in the burger. When you go to Manetta, you got to get the black wow. label and the Manetta burger and go have these. Because and the and they have label, a delicious French dip. Yes, they do. The black great label's, fries the black too. Label's too much. What's the difference own. between the Manetta burger and the, the black, black label? The black label is just like 18 more pounds of grease. Like it's just richer. It's more rich. One has caramelized onions yeah. on it and it's just a different, it's got short rib and stuff like yeah. that. So it's I, good. I go the other way with burgers. I'm a traditionalist. I don't want Oh, you like JG Melon. Like JG Melon. JG Melon's good. It is literally the simplest. There's basic, no yeah. bullshit. It's extremely basic. I actually think they serve it on a Wonder Bread roll. Yeah. It's old school. It's old, but that's so just me. you know tonight. Emily, Emily? Our, our our mid course is gonna be the burger. Okay, <laughs> Duncan, and Duncan's gonna have to a, leave the room. And, 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 and a French <laughs> Duncan's literally vegan. Okay, Josh is gonna have to leave the room. I was about to say this is all plant based, right? PJ Clark's is that's good. Is good JG Melon, especially the one the E70s, the original. 
Honestly, it's the most reliable. If you walk in there anytime during the day, during the night, it will be an identical cheeseburger. No frills. Like, there's nothing. Wait, what about the steak? What's, what steakhouse does the burger? Is that Bobby Vance? Bobby, I love the Bobby Vance. You've had Bobby Vance. Everything at Bobby Vance yeah. is good. Peter Bob- Luger's has the most yes. underrated burger Agreed. also. I agree with um, that, too. 100%. Yeah. And people yeah. they're taking the steak that has already been aging yeah. for 28 days that they haven't sold, and they're grinding yeah. it. So hold on, can we tell can we tell the folks, the listeners, this is the, this is the move. So you're not going to go to Brooklyn and go to Peter Luger's and no. order a burger. You're going to get the porterhouse, right. Right? Right, right? But Lunch? the burger's so good that what you should do is you get it as an appetizer and you cut it into fourths yes. and everybody yeah. share a little move. piece of the Probably. burger. That's, that's, what that's what we're doing. That's Better what we're doing move. tonight at Fort Charles. Better All right, uh, everyone's probably heard enough <laughs> from us chazas at this point. You you say that word right, chaza? Let me hear it. I I chaza. So I'm like, uh, I, I, said I, that shit. I, I'm Jewish now. I know. Yeah. 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 I, uh, Cuban I, in Miami I'm is tribal. like 75% Jewish. I'm, Jew, I'm, I'm a Jewman. Like I went to Catholic school from four to 22, but I think, I think I'm in. We've, we, we, we welcome you with open, open arms. arms. Open arms. All right. We're doing, fa- we're doing favorites and then we're done. Michael, start us off. What's your favorite this week? The Kanye doc was awesome. That, and it's sad. I'm, 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 I'm nervous to see the, the next one. Because we know how it we ends. Watch the, the second one. Uh, yeah. and there's one left, and we know that, we know how it ends. Severance on Apple TV. Ben Stiller knows how to make good shit. It's really good. I haven't seen it yet. That's, Did you watch it? That's a no. Good. You watch Don't Apple you TV? Like Ben Stiller yeah. produced it. Yeah, and directed. Wow. Yeah, it's very good. Adam Scott, sci-fi. You like oh, it? Oh, that thing looks awesome. It? Oh, I thought you were talking about the Kanye thing. That no, looks amazing. The, Severance. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scott, yeah. Ben Stiller made it. It's good. Dude, it's I mean, Adam Scott in Step Brothers he's, to me, uh, what, best, what best, are the best, best, I best mean, character like, ever. He's yeah. like a perfect douchebag yeah, in that movie. Perfect, perfect, perfect. What are they easy to drive a Range Rover? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want, I want to make. When, when Will Smith says to him, I are. When Will Ferrell says to him, I want to make bank, bro. I want to drive a Range Rover. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's your favorite? What do you got for us? Um, I know you, you got to run out of here. All right, too, so, so really, really quickly, um, I've been watching this show literally since the late aughts. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You guys probably love, love it. it too. One of my I favorites. Ju- those three guys have a podcast. Shut up. Yeah, and I literally just started listening to it. I was driving up to see my parents. It was my dad's 80th birthday yesterday. Char- Shout Charlie, out. Is Charlie great on the podcast? Dude, they're all great. I mean, like, literally, they are them. Um, they're yeah. not as horrible. Um, and so they basically are starting out, and they're going through all of their episodes, but they lose the script really quickly. And it's just, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great podcast. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I can't believe how long that show has 15, been on the air. Season 15. That's nuts. Started in like 05 or 06. And Danny DeVito has been on the entire time too. He started late. They have great stories. I'm not going to, uh, you know, cut, no spoilers here. Go listen to that thing. It's Did amazing. Did you see where they take live calls, Dan? Yes. It, it's, it's, What's the it's bet? What's your favorite Always Sunny episode? Um, Rum, it, it's got to be Rum Ham. Can I just tell you? I mean, they literally started out like a rocket ship. Literally, it's the gang gets racist. It's the first episode. Yeah, they, and it literally just sets the stage. They did not give a shit. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, what about when the when the uh, when the gang tries out for the the Eagles? That was that. Dude, they introduced of, Green Man in that. Think episode. about they they have like uh they have like Dennis casually date like as a date rapist. They they were fearless. Yeah. I don't know if they still are, but they were. The, the, the times up for the gang is probably one of the best episodes. And there's a scene there when Mac does something with Sweet D, and it literally. I was on a plane watching it, and I literally spit out what yeah, I yeah, was yeah. doing on a plane. It I actually know. I thing. actually know. Do you what know what I'm, about? I'm, yeah, no, yes. I can't talk about that. Uh, JC favorites. What do you got? Listen, if you're into just watching serious quality basketball, I think you got to watch the Miami Heat. They're good. Mm. You know, they're. Wow. The I watched them beat team. the Knicks uh, is, live. It was is, great. Is Tyler Hero going to win six man? Probably, right? I mean, it seems so quite sick. obvious. You know, he's the kind of guy that he doesn't give a shit about that. Like, he says that like, he's going for oh, six man because he's up for it. He gives a shit. I think he's got an ego. 
I think the bigger chip on his shoulder is when they get into the playoffs. He's been there before. He's done well there before. Miami's not like the Nets or Philly or one of these teams that they brought together. They've already been playing together. They've been there. I don't think there's anybody better. They're very well coached, obviously. You don't think there's underrated. He no, he's not. He's getting the props now. He's getting now. He was just named top 15 all time. He's not overrated. He's properly rated. He's yeah, pro- you think he's properly rated? Now he's properly rated. You know, you know uh, seven years you know, ago. Don't you not. think the new the new uh, Philly is just going to put a stop I'm, to all this Miami excitement? I made two bets. Right, so we'll I made two bets. Yeah. I took Let's go. The Sixers, the, the Sixers, seven to one to win the championship. Seven to one. It's good odds. I would have taken that too. The Nuggets, 30, plus 3,300. Like those odds. They're not going to win, but 3,300? What do you want? Confirmation for me? I'm Just telling you who's going to win the finals. They're, I already the heat, told the heat you. are not winning the finals. So, you know, I'm not a huge NBA a guy. No, they're good. They're good. They're good. Stop. This That's week, I don't, interviewed don't uh, Wick Rausbeck, the lead owner of the Celtics. That guy's a cool fucking guy. So my buddy Rick Heitzman's good buddies with him. And what he did in the last 20 years, I mean, I, I think it's pretty interesting. So go listen to him. No, he's very, 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 very good. And they're I mean, fun I'm, to they're, watch. They're, are they in first place? My point was they no, are they're fun very to good. watch. Place. Yeah. I, I like Jimmy Butler. I like watching. I like yeah. watching a lot Lowry, of those guys. Lowry's balling. Come on, dude. You know yeah. who's quiet on that team? Yeah. Bam doesn't seem to do much these days. <laughs> I don't know. He's gonna I, go down as one of the greatest defenders. No, he's in great. NBA history. Great player, but he's just not that important to them. I feel like. Right. I don't know. Duncan, bleep that out. Are you, are you serious? I really, yeah. don't think, I really don't feel that way. No, I watched the last... No, 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 no. Back, come he's on, incredible. Josh. He's awesome. He played high school me? basketball in I agree he's incredible. Did it? I, I agree he's incredible. Point, I just don't feel uh, like he's that important Ryan. anymore. Dude, his pick and roll at the top. Dude, Ooh. he's nasty. Who's he's their nasty. backup big man? They don't have a backup big man, do they? Yeah, they got a few. They got... Um, what's his face? He looks like he's 100. Uh... He's probably like 30. He looks like he's 100. It hurts me watching him play. Wait, are you guys still recording um, this? Yeah. yeah. This is going to be the podcast. What's that? What's that? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're done with the heat. Uh, I have a Hater. favorite. It's Tyler, the creator, finding out about NFTs. And uh, John's going to play it real quick. Let's see if this works. I don't know who this is. He's a rapper. Do you guys do you guys own any NFTs? I do. DFPs? I do. I do too. I do. You, I bought a, I, you bought a dick butt. I bought a dick. You butt. bought a dick butt. Yeah, I'm digging my dick butt. Do you have a dick? Yeah, butt? I do have a dick. I'm butt. team on chain monkeys. All right. <laughs> Not to break. All right. If I'm really outside, <laughs> I bought a Mini Cooper three weeks ago, 1991 Rover Mini Cooper, just to put a bike rack on it to drive to San Pedro to ride my bike down the hills out there because it's awesome. I'm really outside. Mm. What the f*** is an NFT? I mean, this is where I am with this. Is this guy a comedian? Why? No, dude. He's... You have... He sounds funny. Oh, he's hilarious. Is he a comedian or no? No, he's like a rapper, but he trolls hard. This is where I am. Nobody cares. All right. This this is where I am with this whole thing. Nobody cares. He he perfectly encapsulates it. It's not for you. Oh, no, it's definitely not. It's for not me. for him yet. Yeah, what no, are you talking never. about? You're right. going to buy my NFT. Let's hear it. Let's yeah, hear it. I'm your friend. Let's I'll hear buy it. anything. Let's hear it. What's sure. your take? What's your take? Go outside is my take. What does one have to do with the other? Yeah, what Just the f does that mean? Get I get outside. Off, I do both. off the internet for like 15 seconds. Said but Josh. <laughs> yeah, come on. I am completely <laughs> off the internet. I'm only on the internet for work at this point. I'm, th- I'm out. But it's not even about that. Boomer. It's not even about that. Boomer alert. Okay, I want to see what energy versus NFTs look like. The minute we have an index that's actually functional, I can't imagine it's going to look any different than all of the stuff that we compared to um, You're wrong. value stocks, energy stocks. I'm telling you, my property in Decentraland has held its value so well despite the Actually, when crypto crashed- Because I don't think anybody knows that you can actually crashed, sell it. NFTs went up. I get a bid every other day. Well, but that might so be yes. because they're, they're illiquid. Inverse. They're, they're inverse. Well, yeah, they're illiquid. Hit the bid. Right? Yeah. Hit the bid. I, I haven't hit it. No. 
What are you? Why are you squatting on fake land on Decentraland? What's your plan First for it? First of all, it's a 16 by 16 meter plot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bury yourself in it. Dude, come on. And it's holding its value very well around. despite the volatility in crypto. Right, we got to hey, we got to get Dan's got uh, uh, Dan's got to get to the hey, Nasdaq. Congrats on a on 100,000. Thank you YouTube so much. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you know what? And last time I was on here, you hit 10 million downloads for Animal Spirits. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really amazing. You guys have built like an amazing thing. We're not playing around. No. Thanks, Dan. We're not playing around. And let's tell everybody how they could listen to your stuff because Dude, I had so much fun with you and Guy. That was so much fun. We're doing a collab. Can we do it in here? And we'll get Danny Moses in here too. We have enough room for their yeah. whole cast we'll and our whole work. cast. We'll figure it out. It'll be yeah, interesting. So you're all right. So let's let's get into your podcast really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. So it's Guy Adami and it's Dan, and it's another Dan and yeah. Michael Slayer. Just so you know, for on the tape. Okay, so Guy Adami and Danny Moses and I, we do that. We just reached a million downloads, on the tape which was kind of cool. We were like, and we haven't been doing anything that, from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. So coming on here is really fun, and your audience is amazing, and I have a lot of fun talking to people like JC. So we have that. We launched OK Computer um, in December. Yeah, Packy on that. That Packy's on that. Is he Love the best. Packy Rick, the best. Rick Heitzman. Packy's the best, and I know you. I listen to him when he's on with you guys the all best. the time. He's amazing. So we have a great cast there. Katie Stanton joins us there. Yeah, he likes us a little bit better, but he's great on that. He should like you a little better. Yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's awesome. And it's just a different muscle. I mean, and this is For like, sure. I wish I could do this. You guys are doing an amazing thing. So you are doing an amazing thing. You have one of the different. most, enter- listen, you have one of the most entertaining podcasts in our space. I agree. You got to get JC on. Well, JC will come For on. For sure. I mean, it's amazing. So thank you guys. That's uh, all right, Dan. Yeah, thanks for being out. here. JC, yeah. thanks for being here. I will see you guys at dinner. We will. Oh, yeah. I'll see we, you now. Right. We will dine in a few hours. We'll let you get out of here Yo, for fast hat, money. This hat is hurting my head, right. literally. Shush. It's nice, I gotta, shush. I, like I got to wrap this up. Listen, if you want to see all the charts that JC brought and all of our interaction from today's show, check out YouTube.com slash The Compound R-W-M. Go ahead and like us, subscribe us, do all the things, and we'll see you next week. Is there a mark on my head? All I right. Use the Let's go. Like, the Dude, all the fun.